guys, what's going on? Today we are going to be doing our first podcast on the new setup. So new hardware, new software, new computer, better editing software. My hope is that you guys can hear the difference and it comes across with a little bit better quality and uh, we will see how things go today. What I want to talk about today more than anything, guys, is five major issues that I have started to kind of notice or see inside of the health and fitness and wellness space. And what I would say are the biggest things really standing in people's way when it comes to making good decisions, getting started and staying on the right path. Now, for a lot of you guys, you're going to be, you know, checking off a good chunk of this list. If you guys are listening to this, you're actively engaged and already working on yourself. But I do think that this stuff still has value to be aware of how this stuff can creep in and that our general complacency or our our human nature, our default mode will at some point go back on some of these things and we will start to struggle with them. It's not really a matter of if, but a matter of when. And, you know, myself and even the the fittest, most incredible athletes and, you know, the most health conscious people, they all go through times where they struggle with this stuff. And so the first one we're going to talk about, guys, is so many people that come into our boats thinks that exercising is the issue and that they need to get the ball rolling with exercise first and then everything else will fall in line or they're just not being active enough and therefore they want to or they aim to change that first. And while I like this thinking, you know, obviously as a gym owner, I I think exercise is huge. I think coming in and, you know, knocking out and getting your blood flowing, doing all those things, I think it's fantastic. But what you have to realize is that it is a very, you know, small part of the equation and something that really, I think, should be done a little bit more for enjoyment. And it's sort of the reward. That's the way that I try to look at things is getting to come into group class and exercise with my friends and express my human capability. And, you know, all the things that we are blessed to have a good body, a good mind, you know, coordination and balance and strength and grace and agility and all those things, all those things that we have exercising or getting to go into a group class and express that stuff. Well, that's just that's the reward. That's the treat. Right. And when does that stuff not become a treat? When is it a chore? Well, it's a chore when all of the other things don't line up. Right. So we eat poorly. We sleep poorly. You know, we are stressed and we can't focus our body. We're hurt. You know, we're not taking care of our injuries. We're not doing rehab. We're not stretching. We're not warming up properly. And if any of those things are not lined up, well, exercise isn't fun anymore. It's not a reward. It's not a treat. It no longer is something that you get to go and look forward to. It's something that you start to dread. And so when people come in and they think, oh, I'm going to start an exercise routine, but, eh, you know, I don't I don't want to get into all that nutrition stuff. I don't really care about, you know, sleeping or lifestyle. You know, I'm going to keep smoking. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing that. And they're really only coming in and changing that one thing. And again, I think this is just a byproduct of the industry, right? Traditional gyms, they're just going to, it's just, yeah, come in, use our equipment, come and get a workout in, whatever, you know, who cares if you get better? We're not going to, we don't care at all. You can go 
you know, go out and drink. Or if you're at Planet Fitness, it's like, we'll bring the pizza and the donuts to you. And it's just, there's no focus on the rest of the lifestyle. And so then, you know, people who are actively communicating that stuff, which is the right answer to people, occasionally we get looked at like we've got a tinfoil hat on like wait you want me to do what you want me to you want me to stop going out to the bars three nights a week you don't want me to go to happy hour like i should i shouldn't order pizza and drink beer three nights a week i shouldn't i shouldn't be doing that And you start to get to this point where like people will decide to not sign up with our exercise regimen because we have told them that you're going to get better value. It's going to be more enjoyable for you if you actually change some of these other things also. And so, you know, it's it's been an interesting thing over the last few years as we invite more and more people into our doors who decides that they're out on CrossFit or they're out on us because we want you to make some changes in the other things in your life. And so the the industry generally or fitness as it is in America right now has put such an emphasis on glamorizing, you know, working out. And so they try to make it this like montages and sexy this and sweaty girl that and we're climbing mountains and we're surfing. We're doing this, 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 this. And they try to make it look like this amazing thing. And the thing that you have to that I realize is it's only that amazing thing. It's only montage worthy if you've got the other shit dialed in. So going and hiking a mountain when you're hung over and you ate a bunch of pizza before, I don't know if you guys have ever done that with anybody, but it sucks. They're miserable. It's like it's not fun at all. But if you exercise, you know, the whole six months leading up to it, you ate perfectly. You slept well the night before. You are low stressed. You wake up at four. You have a great breakfast and you get climbing that mountain. Well, guess what? Like, that's going to be a fun, awesome experience. You are going to enjoy that experience. It's going to be something that you can look forward to doing again in the future. Something that you can hopefully have your family come with you on because they also are taking the other things seriously. Those other intangible focuses need to be dialed in for us to actually enjoy exercise. So I'm trying to express that to as many people as I can. I don't think that in my personal opinion... I don't think that diving into exercise regimens, if you're not going to at the very least take some of those other things seriously, or I don't even care if you take them seriously, but just admit that they need to have a little bit of an improvement. I'm not a I'm not a drastic improvement guy, right? You don't need to start an exercise regimen and go on the whole 30 diet and try to sleep nine hours and I'm going to quit smoking and I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to do this like that's that's too much. It's crazy, right? Nobody's going to dial that in and keep it going for months and months and months on end. So instead, let's just think about like I'm going to try to cut back from six beers to four this week. I'm going to I'm going to only order pizza once instead of three times this week. Right. I'm going to try to prep one meal this week. I'm going to, you know, cut out putting a bunch of crap in my coffee, whatever it is, but just small changes. Right. It's I don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's that crazy of an ask yet. It's something that so many people are so resistant to. And I get it. I'm resistant to change just like everybody else. But. What I know and what all of you likely know and what you should be telling other people is, yeah, but when you make those small changes, you are going to feel so much better. You're going to look so much better. You're going to enjoy exercise. And when you start enjoying exercise, then the sky's the limit, right? 
And then when you start dialing in those other things, the sky's the limit. We have no limitations anymore. And this is going to lead us into our second thing. So the first thing is just thinking that exercising is the issue. And all I need to do is just fix my exercise habits and then all will be well and I'll be good to go. And I don't need to really worry about anything else. The second is that people just aren't in the right mental place. And I think that this is it goes hand in hand with the first one. If we are in this is why, you know, if you look at the base of the friendship pyramid, it's it's mental. Right. And and this is one of the things that Grant and I really came to a conclusion on about a year ago, that the people who are successful in our facility with their health and fitness generally and people who are successful in our facility. I mean, they are some of the they are in shape compared to people who are in shape. Right. Like they are some of the most fit people in the world. So it's a great litmus test to really be looking at just the people in our in our little bubble because they are the elite of health and fitness. And. The thing that you'll notice is the people who do really well, the people who are succeeding, who are moving the ball forward, they are in the right mental place. They are sharp. They are with it. They are understanding exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. I think that's one of the big things is, you know, having a purpose and being in the right state of mind. Those are two of like the sub categories of our mental is purpose and state of mind. So if we start to get to the point where we are plateauing, we are struggling, we are not improving anymore, we're not getting better. If that stuff is going on, remember, what do you do? You go back to the foundation, right? A wider base is going to always net you a higher ceiling. And so when we start to look at that, the first step is establishing self-awareness of where our mental place is currently. Do we have a purpose? Are we positive and upbeat? Do we have a good state of mind, right? If those things are not in the right place, we're going to really struggle to move on to the next things, which is improving movement and improving nutrition. And so that's one of the biggest areas where I start to find out. We have some people who have been doing it for six, seven, eight years with us. Some people are on a 20, 30 year fitness journey. And one of the biggest things that you find is every so often, every year, every two years, some people even last three to five years. But every now and again, you need a rework on your mental place, on your purpose, on your state of mind. And so we've seen this all over the place where people are like, you know, I've been doing it for five years. I've plateaued on all my strength numbers. I just can't seem to get any stronger. And so, you know, I don't really do an evaluation. I just am. I'm just going to drive and I'm just going to start doing more. I'm going to just start loading up super heavy all the time. And I'm going to start just really crushing myself and doing, you know, double days and getting in a squat rack at home and starting to do more squats and starting to do all this stuff. When in reality, a lot of times what it takes is let's take a step back and start to look at things. When's the last time that you took three or four days completely off and just relaxed and de-stressed? When's the last time we reestablished some goals in a set of purpose and then sat down with a coach to be in the right state of mind to approach that goal and purpose? And this is one of the things I love so much about Squat Cycle is let's remove all the noise. Let's quiet all of it. And let's just focus on this one thing for eight weeks. And guess what happens a lot of times for the people who are in the right state of mind for that eight weeks, they don't miss a day. They do it no matter what. They do it with intention. They follow the purpose. They follow the programming. They listen to the recovery. All of those things. If they are as dialed in as they could be, 
we've already seen 40 pound PRs, 50 pound PRs, and that's in eight weeks just from reestablishing a better mental place, a better purpose, a better focus. And I think this is super true, like ultimately true with people who are starting to like think about this from a wellness perspective, right? I'm trying to get off of my depression medication, trying to fight off diabetes and lose weight. I'm trying to de-stress my joints by taking some of the weight off of my body so that they can naturally start to de-stress. But that that absolutely requires us to establish a firm purpose and a solid state of mind where we can understand this straight line approach to where we are going. And the analogy that I use now a lot with nutrition is nutrition journey is something that's going to last from now until like we get to like 88 years old and we decide, you know what? Screw it. I'm just I'm going to die. I don't even care anymore. And I'm done. Right. And so that's just from here on out. I'm eating Oreos and Honey Nut Cheerios and cheese until I die. Like that's that's where <laughs> that's that's my goal. You guys can get wherever you want to with what you eat. But from now until that point. So for me, you know, 54 more years, 54 years of a nutrition journey. So I imagine it like I'm on this like long corridor, right? Imagine like an uh, an airport, right? And I've just got this huge terminal and I have to walk from the, the security gate all the way to the very last terminal, right? The very last gate option. And I've got to do it blindfolded, like on the busiest on like Thanksgiving Day, like the busiest travel day of the year, right? Well, for a little while, right before I put the blindfold on, right, right when I start my journey, I can kind of peek and then I can put the blindfold on. And for the most part, I can kind of walk generally straight for a little while, right? So maybe first year or two years, okay, in this analogy, right? Think about a long timeline, okay? One year in compared to 55, it's not a very long stretch. Then I'm going to start to lose my way. I'm going to start to lose focus. I'm going to start to, you know, start to hear things and start to drift, maybe veer to the left. If you guys have ever seen, there's some interesting studies on this about what happens to people uh, when they get blindfolded and they start to walk and like how naturally you'll start to like walk in circles. It's kind of crazy. But what I tell people then is what coaching is or what what guidance from, you know, podcasts, books, uh, you know, coaching generally or even mentors inside of the gym, people that you guys work out with every single day. What that is, is that somebody coming along and whispering in your ear, grabbing you by the shoulders and just just gently pivoting you back in the right direction. Right. So the longer you go, without being pivoted, without being helped, without being coached back in the right direction, the harder it's going to be for you to get back there, right? The more off path you are going to become. And so that's the analogy that I used to think about this. So it should be this constant state of I have the issue, right? I now have a purpose and I have the state of mind to accomplish this small term, short term goal, right? And so if you think about this, this is what I do when I'm running. This is a common runner's trick is you never look more than 20 or 30 feet in front of you and you hit that mark. So you find a crack in the road or if you're looking at friendships, we talked yesterday in the coaches meeting about uh, the amount of potholes around our running path right now and what the hell are we going to do? And, uh, you know, so you find a pothole, you run to it. Then you find the next pothole and you run to that. You find the next pothole and you run to that and you accomplish and you accomplish and you accomplish. 
small and short term. It's only seconds in between when you are reestablishing a purpose and a goal. Same thing if you guys are ever swimming in the ocean or, you know, a triathlon, what you do, and I was coaching Maria on this when we went up to the Granite Games is you pop your head up, you find a landmark, right? You find a tree and then you swim to that tree for 30 seconds and then you raise your head up again and then you swim to that tree for another four or five breaths. Then you raise your head up and you just spot, you swim, you spot, you swim, you spot. It's the only way when you're swimming in open water like that, there's no lane lines, right? There's no marks on the bottom of a pool to ensure that you can look at something and go straight. So that analogy is what we need to be thinking about with our mental place in terms of health and wellness at all times, right? So at any point, if we start to fear like we are just veering, like if we're just wandering, right? Well, naturally, when we wander, we lose purpose and we lose the state of mind. We lose that motivational point. We lose that driving force, that guiding force, that pressure from an outside force to say, hey, what the hell are you doing? Get your shit together. You're going this way, right? You told me that you wanted to be a role model for your kids. And now you're telling me that, you know, you're drinking four nights a week and, you know, you ate like shit this entire last weekend, right? What are you doing? You're going, you know, it's like, think back to the analogy. What are you doing? Why are you, how are you, you're turned around. You're going backwards. Go that, you want to go that way. You want to get to the end of the terminal, right? You have lost your way right? Let's get back together. Let's get back on it. Okay. And that's one of the biggest things that I find with people is they're not under first when they start, they're not in the right mental place to begin with. And so that gets back to our first point where they think about, you know, they're thinking about the wrong problem, right? We need to change how we think about the problem. And then the second thing of that is getting the right mental place. And so this will bring us to our third piece, which is prioritization. Okay. What I find now out of people, and I think that this is just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse, the the school opportunity, income inequality, some of these different things that are going on, debt problems and all this stuff, it has led what I see from people from my seat is it leads a lot of people to have work first, pleasure second, relationships third, and then self fourth, taking care of yourself fourth or even fifth or sixth, right? And let's say work isn't first for you, right? Then you switch those two. It goes pleasure is the most important to you. Then work, then relationships, then yourself. And then there might even be some people who would say, you know, oh, you know, my family, that's absolutely the most important thing. And I think that actions speak louder with words than that. Right. If you say your family is your most important thing, well, then I think you should have a very aligned work life that actually accomplishes that goal. And if it's not right, if you're traveling out of town and you're missing games, you're doing all this and that. Well, you know, it's it may might be hard to actually really convince me that work or sorry, that that you know, family life is your priority and and not work. Right. And there's some arguments to be made for providing for families and this and that. But my guess is that if you were to talk to a kid whose you know, mother and father are traveling for work or never there and, you know, they miss all the games and, you know, they're not supportive when the kid's struggling. They're not in tune with the problems and the stress that teenagers are involved with. They're not helping them make the right decisions. I can guarantee you that that teenager would say, well, I could give two shits less about my big house and, you know, my good school system and this and that. I would way rather have an engaged and involved parent. 
So we think about this from a priority perspective, right? And this is generally almost where everybody I feel like in that's coming through our doors to start with is coming from. And it's just a misaligned priority. And this is the way that I think about things. You have to shift and you have to put you, yourself first. And yes, I'm saying that to parents. Yes, I'm saying that to anybody like the the most you know rich financial person in the world. There is not a successful founder or CEO who doesn't take time to take care of their own health, mind and body. Because what's the purpose of it? You think about it, right? If you work yourself to the bone and you work yourself into an early grave, what the hell was the point of it? It's so it's it, they all realize that like you look at like a Bill Gates and or maybe look at the Warren Buffett. I mean, he's like 90 years old. Charlie Munger's 97 years old. Now they McDonald's and they're not a pillar of health, but they do engage in things like meditation. They do take time to read and educate and develop themselves in some way. Health and fitness hasn't been a focus for them, but there is a big focus on reducing stress and putting your own mind first. Warren Buffett talks about that all the time. I loved his documentary. If you guys have never watched it on HBO, it's fascinating. But he sits and he talks in a school and he gives some great analogies. But basically what he's telling them is your mind is your most valuable asset. It is the most important thing. And it's really the only thing that you need to be taking care of every single day. Second from that is your body. Because if your mind and body break down, then none of the rest of it matters. Pleasure is pointless. Work is just absolutely worthless. And your relationships are going to suffer because you're not in the right place, right? You're going to have problems with your marriage. You're going to have problems with your kids. You're going to be stressed. You're going to struggle at work. All these things are going to happen if you start to break down in your wellness, in your health. So what we need to get to and what the biggest loud crying voice that I just need want to scream from the rooftops. And this is what Tim Ferriss always does in his podcast. What would your billboard say? Mine would be put yourself first, right? It's putting on your own oxygen mask so that you can put on other people's oxygen masks, right? It's putting on your life vest so that you can help other people put on their life vest. And that's the analogy we have to be thinking about. If you are operating at your maximum capability, if you are as with it, as educated, as hardworking, as motivated, as healthy as you can possibly be, then guess what gets better? Everything, all of it, everything down the chain. So it's a switch. And I have this written out right to left, right? Instead of work and pleasure first, right? So our biggest priority, we would never we would never ask to leave work 40 minutes early to get a workout in. Right. Because work's the priority. Right. We would never miss happy hour or going out and drinking with our friends for a workout. We would never do that. Or in, in place of maybe eating healthy and having people over to our house, we would never do that. Right. Because that would mean putting ourselves and our health and wellness before pleasure. But this is so often what happens. And when this starts to go down this path, we neglect ourselves. And enough of that, when you start doing that consistently, that becomes a habit. Neglecting your own health and wellness, neglecting your own mental state, that becomes a habit. And that habit is hard as hell to break. When you put pleasure before yourself, that is an extremely hard, that is an addictive habit to break. And 
a lot of people never come back from it. A lot of people continue to have to eat pizza, continue to drink beer. They have food and alcohol addictions. They have the, the they have a pleasure addiction, right? They have this convenience addiction. They want everything to be easy. They want everything to taste good. They want everything to just be hunky dory all the time. Everything is just it's like I always tell people, yeah, if I could have an eight pack off getting or off eating Oreos all day long, then awesome. I, I would do that. But that's not the way life is, right? You have to eat kale and spinach, which sucks. But that's what it is, right? And so I understand that putting myself first, eating kale and spinach, drinking my vegetable smoothies, as much as it's not as near as tasty as extra sharp cheddar cheese, that is putting myself first. That's putting me above pleasure. And ultimately, if I do that, well, then guess what? It allows me the opportunity to enjoy my pleasure habits down the road when I want to in whatever way I want to, right? And I can do that for longer, right? Would you rather have beer and eat pizza now and die at 55? Or would you rather maybe only have beer and pizza once a month and die at 88? I think ultimately over that long haul, you would end up getting more beer and pizza, right? If you lived 30 plus years longer because you were making better healthy decisions, taking care of yourself. So this is the biggest thing. Take care of yourself first. I think a lot of people, especially mothers, I think they struggle with understanding that concept of putting yourself first. Put your, It sounds crazy, right? And when I say it, I think people look at me like, what, what is wrong with you? It's like, no, put yourself before your kids. Seriously, like do it. Take care of yourself. You're going to be a more patient mother. You're going to be more with it. You're going to be more able to actually help your kids. You're going to be less stressed, less short with them. You're going to be more patient. You're going to be a better mother for the long haul if you take care of yourself. So that's, I think, the biggest thing, a lack of priorities, a lack of understanding of where our priorities should be really causes people to start to struggle right from the onset, right from the get go in their health journey. And so we have to kind of switch our thinking on that. And that's one of the biggest things I've tried to focus on with this podcast is understanding that putting yourself first looks like eating healthy, de-stressing and exercising. And after we do those things, then we are capable of doing anything else. All of the other stuff becomes easier. We become better at it naturally. So I think that's a huge thing. So that's our third point. Okay. Fourth is your lifestyle has to adjust to meet the goals that you want to achieve. And this is something when I was really neck deep in like coaching CrossFit Games athletes and, you know, communicating with people about competing in CrossFit. And there was a lot of lack of self-awareness in that space generally, because I think the biggest thing that I always communicated with people was, do you even have a lifestyle capability to set up here to accomplish that goal? Because a lot of time it was people who were working full time jobs. They had kids. They were traveling. They liked going out to bars on the weekend. They still drank. They still ate fast food. There were all these lifestyle style factors that were not in line with being a competitive athlete. And when that reality doesn't meet, well, that's a, that's a huge problem, right? Because expectations and hope, well, they're they're false beliefs and they really cause a lot of mental anxiety and they cause this like letdown, right? It's like, oh, I have these lofty expectations, but my actual lifestyle doesn't really set itself up to accomplish those. 
And so then my expectations are always going to be let down. When in reality, a lot of those people were actually living very healthy, very happy, good lives, but they just had goal issues, right? They had lifestyle adjustment issues. And so that was always my first comment back was it really doesn't have anything to do with your capability or your exercising or how good you are at CrossFit, quote unquote, right? How good are you? How good am I at muscle ups and snatching? It, it just doesn't have anything to do with it. That's what people think it has to do with, but it doesn't. It has to do with your lifestyle adjustment, right? And if you work 60 hours a week and you have a family, well, I hate to tell you, but like your goals are going to be very hard to achieve unless you can adjust that lifestyle or adjust your priorities. So that goes back to number three. And when we start to get into a new fitness regimen or a new, you know, health and nutrition regimen, we start to focus on new things. We have to make the mental adjustment and we have to make the lifestyle adjustment at the same time. Okay. So one of the big things that I suggest now to people is when you start CrossFit, have communications with your work, with your spouse, with your parents, with your son and daughter, with whatever it is, and just tell them, hey, you know, I'm going to be taking this on and this is going to be a priority for me. This is going to be something that I'm really going to focus on. And so we're going to change our lifestyle habits. We're going to change how we eat as a family. Instead of bed at 1030, we're going to go to bed at 930. We're not going to have Coke in the fridge anymore. Right. And so just adjust the lifestyle. When we start to change those things, when you guys start to make an adjustment, you have to change the lifestyle along with it. And the first thing that happens with that is communication. If you don't communicate with the people in your life that you are going to be making a lifestyle adjustment, well, that's going to be a really, really hard conversation that like kind of just builds up. Right. So, you know, if you start to deprioritize work, and so now you just kind of naturally start to fade out or leave earlier or ask for less hours and you don't communicate why to your boss, that's going to lead to issues. That's going to cause problems. Same thing. If your spouse really likes Coke and popcorn and you stop buying it and you stop letting it in your house and that wasn't communicated, well, he's probably going to start to get mad about it, right? He's probably going to start to get upset. Maria likes to donate my things without telling me or throw things away without telling me or other things like that. And it's very frustrating because there was no communication. Don't adjust my lifestyle without talking to me first about it. And if you can tell me why or if we can have a communication about it, I'm probably going to be open to it. But if we don't have that communication, it's not going to be met positively. So we need to start thinking about how we are going to adjust our lifestyle and then communicate that. And then the door is open for us to start to move forward. And then the last thing, guys, here is there just is not a continuing work on self-awareness. So this is something that I'm working on developing now is really trying to think about how can we audit our own self, our own uh, you know health journey, our own self-awareness. How can we audit that if we don't have people in place in our lives who are actually like there to help us with it? Right. So I've got a team of people who I'm very lucky who call me out on my shit like this is it's it's something that I try to invite as much as possible. And it comes from all different angles. It comes from all different people, comes from all different ages. And I enjoy that. It's, sometimes it's hard to hear. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes, you know, my natural reaction is put up the blockades and defend myself. And, um, you know, but Maria does such a fantastic job of highlighting when my lifestyle is not meeting my goals. 
But not everybody has that. Not everybody is going to be in a place right now where there are people in their lives who are going to be able to help them with their own self-awareness. So what I want to start to set up or where my thought process with this is, is how can we schedule? How can we put a self audit? What can we create a survey, a quiz? How can we ask the right questions? Can we outsource a, you know, a therapist or a psychiatrist or somebody who can help us create some things that will drive self-awareness? And this is where Jack Slavinsky will come in a little bit. And, you know, he's going to come in and my hope is that he's going to do a five part series with us where we're going to be working on resiliency, self-awareness, establishing some criteria, establishing a framework for us to build this like everlasting, strong resiliency and a good foundation for us to continue to work on it. And I'll certainly have all the coaches go through it or I'll at the very least offer it. And then my hope is to be able to offer that to the public and then have that create the narrative that we can kind of build the foundation off of. Right. And so that's what I want to establish is, is how can we establish values, principles, criteria so that we are quicker to realize, you know, going back to that terminal analogy when we start to veer off course. When do we start to go in circles and how quick do we catch it? Because I think that's one of the biggest things that we can equip ourselves with is if right away, as soon as I start to just eh, quarter turn left, if my, my I have a setup framework to catch that and right away I start to course correct and I get back on path. Well, guess what? Like I am going to naturally get way ahead of all my peers who maybe started at the exact same time as me, but they let themselves go in like six circles before they even catch it. And they're just circling and circling and circling and nobody's helping them. Nobody's grabbing their shoulders and they just keep circling and nobody's telling them that they're circling and they just keep doing it. And they just look, you know, you think about the analogy, like they would look stupid, right? And it's just because they wouldn't have a framework. They wouldn't have a support structure. They wouldn't have a set of principles to help them understand that that's what's going on that you're just spinning your wheels because you don't have a good framework set up to catch it. Because the first thing we have to do is be aware that there's a problem, right? We have to be aware that I've started to fade away from, you know, my goals. I My goal is to lose 30 pounds. I lost 16 and I got content. Then I stopped counting my macros. Then I stopped focusing on quality of food. Then I started going to bed later again. And now all of a sudden I'm, you know, drinking four nights a week and I'm eating pizza again. And I'm only working out, you know, two days a week instead of four days a week. And all of a sudden, like, that's a circle. You looped right back around. And as soon as you get back on the in body or you test yourself out again, well, guess what? Eh, maybe now we've put on some weight again and now we've lost track. So we needed to, before all that started to happen, we needed to see it. We needed to correct it. And then we needed to start to move ourselves back in the right direction. So those are our five things, right? So let's rehash on this, okay? Let's give a little homework so for some of you guys who have been just craving some homework. And hopefully, the, because of the lack of podcast, you guys aren't you know, going in circles, right? That would be, that would be bad. That would be uh, something that is a me problem. And I'll try to get back on track to helping you guys. But first, thinking exercise is the issue, right? That is, our, that is our first common problem that we start to see with people when they start to take on a health and wellness approach is thinking that exercise is the only piece of that puzzle. 
that they are doing incorrectly that needs work, right? Everything needs work. Everything needs work all the time, right? Just think about that concept. Nothing, you know, I tell people all the time, nothing's ever good enough. You're going to be working until the day you die. Just accept it. And, you know, let's just keep, keep working and grind and move forward and, you know, adjust and make the improvement. Okay. So don't think that exercise is the only thing that needs work. Second is we're just not in the right mental place. Okay. We need a purpose and we need to have a clear state of mind about that purpose. And then we can start to attack. Right. So it's, it goes purpose and state of mind. And then we can start to attack nutrition and movement. And then you're going to start to see success there. Right. So get in the right mental place to start. Third is going to be your prioritization. Okay. Work, pleasure, relationships are all being put before you, before your own mental clarity, your own patience, your own perseverance, your own health, right? We need to switch that no matter what else comes after it, whether it's work or family or relationships or pleasure or doing whatever you want or vacations or I want to be a kajillionaire and all that stuff. It all comes after you treating yourself first. If you treat yourself first, if you are just as sharp and with it and capable as can possibly be, then no matter what your next goal is, no matter what your next priority is, it will be better for it. And you need to understand that. Otherwise, you are going to be severely hindered in just any goal that you're trying to achieve. Your family is going to be set back, right? Your your work is going to be set back. Your financial health is going to be set back. All that stuff gets set back if you are not treating you the right way. Okay. Fourth is going to be lifestyle adjustment to meet your goals. Okay. So if I want to, let's, let's just pick a random goal out of thin air. Okay. Uh, let's say that, uh, let's say I want to be able to bench press 400 pounds. Okay. Awesome. Right. I want to bench press 400 pounds. What do I need to do to be able to achieve that? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to have to start eating a hell of a lot more protein. Okay. So I'm going to have to start juicing that back up. I'm probably going to be putting on some size. So I'll go back into Jeff bulking routine, which if you guys haven't read that blog post, you can, uh, and you know, be eating massive amounts of cheese and unbelievable amounts of protein. Then I'm going to start to research and look at good bench press protocols. I'm going to make sure that my pecs are staying loose and recovering in between. I need to be doing accessory exercises. I need to think about where is my weak point? What is holding me back right now? Is it my tricep extension pressing strength? Is it my actual pec strength? Is it, you know, shoulder health? Is it, I'm not sleeping enough, so I'm not recovering in between bench press sessions. I'm not eating enough, so I'm not actually growing muscle mass, right? What is it? Accept that, change my lifestyle around it, right? Start to go and prep protein, start to ensure that I'm doing that and change my lifestyle to adjust and meet the goals that I want to achieve. And lastly, continuing self-awareness. So how can we build out a framework for us to catch when we're going in circles quickly and reestablish a good line of sight? So right now we're going to be working on you guys having this on your own, right? I don't want it to be something where you always are leaning on other people, right? I, I like to have other people course correcting me, but I need to be able to course correct myself better than anybody else, right? I'm not a big rely on other people for stuff. Every now and again, it's great. We need it, but you never know what the future is going to hold, right? You never know if you're going to be, you know, getting a divorce and the economy is going to crash and you're going to lose your house and you're going to lose your job. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and you've got nobody and you've got nothing, 
right? Imagine yourself in that situation. Imagine you're just homeless and nothing, right? Bankrupt, no relationships, no family, no nothing, okay? Put yourself in that situation. What do you have in that place? The biggest, most important thing is you need to be able to establish a firm, resilient mindset to start course correcting and start knocking out tasks so that you can keep yourself clean, get a job, start to build up some funds, buy an apartment, start to dial these things in. Then when you do that, then you can start to get into a community. You can start to meet people. You can start to have a relationship again. And it's just step, 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 step. But step one doesn't happen if you don't have a firm, resilient mindset. A lot of people let life kick them right in the nuts and then they don't ever react to it. They don't ever change. And so it just keeps now you're down on the ground and it just keeps kicking you and keeps kicking you and keeps kicking you. And we're letting that happen because we don't have that firm, resilient framework built up to help us just conquer anything that life throws at us. Okay. So as we start to dial this stuff in, right, these five things, our homework for today is Think about whatever those five things that I just talked about, what pertains to you, which one jumped out, which one, when I said it, when I talked about it out loud, your mind started to just wander and drift about, yeah, maybe I'm not doing that right. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that, right? Maybe I should go and meet with this person. Maybe I should send that guy an email. Maybe I should ask this person out to coffee. Maybe I should just think about finding and establishing my own resilient framework. I need to adjust my lifestyle. What was it when I said it that piqued your interest? And then just pause the podcast right now and take action on that, right? Write it down, call somebody, email somebody. If you're in the car, just call them, pop it on and go, right? But start taking action on it right away. Okay, so that's the biggest thing for you guys for homework for tonight. Hope you guys like the new podcast. I hope it sounds good for you and uh, looking forward to I'm going to do my first phone interview this weekend, which is going to open all sorts of interesting doors for future guests if I can do this. So I've been researching it and I hope you guys like what's coming up on the podcast here soon.